What's going on, guys? It's Angelo here, back with No Reserve Radio. I was talking to Alex, and he was talking about his uh, concept for his top ten power rankings, and he just, Alex, you depress me. That, that that's just you depress me. What is going on, guys? I mean, yeah, I mean, now that your your Bengals are supposedly back, you need something else to depress you. So here I am with yeah. my takes. Yeah, I guess so. And I wouldn't call the Bengals back yet, but. It was a really good sign. I actually didn't watch the game. That was the first game I didn't watch, so I must be a curse on the Bengals. So I guess I'm not going to watch the rest of the year. You know, <laughs> that's how that goes sometimes. Your Seahawks were on a bye. Were you sad? Not was it weird to you? Like because that was how it was for the Browns because the Browns were on a bye, and I looked and see who did the Browns play this week, and it was no one. I was like, wow. So the Bengals play at four and the Browns play no one. Because usually one of those teams play at one. And I'm just like, I get that game. So it was weird. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they usually, like, the Seahawks usually play, like, in the late window because West Coast and all that, all of that. Yeah. But, yeah, I kind of knew that they weren't playing this week because I own quite a bit of Seahawks in a lot of fantasy leagues. So I didn't have them available. So that was a headache. So, yeah. Not really that big of an issue because there were there were still football games and that's what I like to see. So, yeah, I don't have that attachment to the team like most of you guys have. Like, I just like the team because it was the team that I started supporting. You're just weird. That's just yeah. weird. How do like, you not have like support, like attachment to the Seahawks? Because I'm not from. I think like part of the support comes from being in the area and like growing up watching the team. And that usually comes, like, from childhood and so on. And I have that attachment with my soccer team because, like, that's a team that I watched since I was, like, two or three years old. But, like, the Seahawks, I started watching them when I was, like, what, 17 years old, 18 years old. So Mm. it's a different type of attachment, I guess. I guess that's fair. So we are almost done. With week five, we're just we're recording this on Monday, uh, October 9th. So we are missing the Green Bay Packers and the Las Vegas Raiders game that's happening tonight. In I like, don't think I don't think that moves the needle for either of our top ten either. So that's kind of yeah. I don't think no one almost, them. but at the same time, I mean, I have been on the Packers hype train this whole season, so I actually just can't wait to see them. Yeah, should be like whenever I I don't know how it is for you, but I usually like I just watch Red Zone. So whenever I get primetime games, yeah, I Red Zone is like ninety percent of what I watch on like regular Sundays outside of the primetime games. Yeah, so I usually have like one game or two in another TV, for example. But Red Zone is where I pay like most of my attention. So whenever I get primetime games, it's it's always good to be able to like dis- dissect the games a bit better. And I think that's sort of why I don't have one of the teams that you really like in our my top in my top ten because I watched them play and I was not impressed. Well, no, you didn't watch them play. You watched them play in the red zone. That's why. No, no, no. That's when I watched like the full game because it was a London game. I guess we're kind of giving it a spoiler here, but I guess we can start with that game. 
I watched it because it was the London game, so it was the only game on. So I managed to watch it in full, not on Red Zone. Hmm. So I guess we can start there. Those look bad. Do they though? I mean, the offense. I, I was chatting with you while I was watching the game. You were you were at work when yes. the game was going on. Like the offense of the Bills looked sluggish, but I kind of understand it because it's the London game and it takes a while to adjust. I don't. I think like if you if you look at the week prior, Atlanta uh, and Jacksonville, both offenses sort of look a bit sluggish as well. I think it's just the London factor, like the troops and so on. It takes some time to adjust. And like the Jags were in there for like an extra week. And like their offense, like if you just look at the box score, wasn't bad. What I watched though, I kind of. I didn't, That's what I got to see. I didn't really like love what I watched from either offense. Like, the defenses played lights out, in my opinion. But the offenses, though, and that's my, that just might be because, like, the off- the defenses are pretty good. But, like, Jacksonville's offense, they look completely off whenever they get inside of the 30. And I was, I was saying this to you, and I think, like, in one of our leagues, like, Corey mentioned it as well, that, he, like, the offense looks inept whenever they, they enter the 30. And in this game, I think he had, like, uh, Trevor Lawrence, he had, like, two or three fumbles, if not mistaken, in there. One of them was yeah. just a boneheaded play because, like, it's a botched snap. He gets it back, so saves the play. And then instead of just taking the snap and accept uh, the sack and accepting that the play's over, he, he tries to, like, flick the ball and ends up being a, a fumble. So just, like... Really boneheaded stuff. I don't know what happened there. Like, I get trying to save a play, but you kind of already saved it from being a turnover. Why Why risk it any further? But yeah, the Bills offense didn't look good. I agree. Like, most of their, like, yardage, significant yardage came on broken plays or, like, end of garbage time stuff. But neither did the Jacks, and both defenses looked pretty good. And, like... Not to mention that the Bills' defense had quite a bit of guys going down during the game. I believe Matt Milano is out for the year right now with a broken, I believe it's leg, if not mistaken, or femur, something like that. Tibia, femur, something like that. A bone. Uh, He broke that in the game. And I believe they also lost one of their starting cornerbacks, Johnson, I believe, Tyron Johnson, if not mistaken. So, yeah. Quite a bit of injuries. They didn't have Gregory Rousseau as well this week. Von Miller was back, but I wasn't impressed with either offense. Makes sense, though, because there were a lot of turnovers in that game, generally speaking. Well, Josh yep. Allen became the gift that keeps on giving in that close game, and then Travis Etienne happened. Like <laughs> that's, that's generally the gist of it. It was kind of a really weird pick because he threw like a 50-50 ball and it looked like Diggs had it. But just when they came down with it, uh, like the corner had it. I don't know who made the pick at the top of my head. But yeah, you sort of seem to like the Jags after what they showed. Yes. Explain it. What's there to explain? So, the Jaguars... 
if I'm not mistaken, in the AFC Championship game last year, were they not? I don't think it was a championship. Was it the championship? Was it division or was it championship? I know it was one of the two. I think it was division. I think they beat the Chargers and lost in the divisional to the Chiefs, if not mistaken. I'm looking this up right now. AFC Championship game. (laughs) I believe the championship was Buffalo. And KC. No. Oh, it was? I'm not sure. Or was it Cincy and KC? It was Cincy. Okay. It was Cincinnati. Okay. So they made it to the divisional. Yeah. They have Trevor Lawrence under another year. They just had another year under their belt. Their defense doesn't look bad. Their offense was top five and while it has taken a step back so far this year. I've watched the Bengals take a step back this year too, and I still think they're fine. So it's just historic. It's just, I'm going to, if I see a trend, I'm going to believe the trend's continuing. It's not like they were one and done. They made a run. Just like, even though I don't have the bills super high, I still believe they're going to be a playoff team and they have a chance to make a run. Like, I don't know. To me, it's it's until you prove it, I'm not going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Even though I ha- I do have Miami being number the number one seed, that's more because we haven't seen Tua. When they're healthy, they look like one of the best teams. But the Jaguars already won a game in the playoffs. They've already proven that they can sustain it. At least to me. And it's just the next year. It's not like they lost a huge piece. So, I don't know. I understand. I I understand that, I guess. My, like, main concern is that Trevor doesn't look as good as he did last year. But I guess that can always change. Neither did Joe Burrow, but... Yeah. This week happened. But even though... Trevor hasn't looked the best. They still won football games. That's kind of the thing. You can say, oh, he didn't look that great. They beat the Bills. Yeah, like, that's true. What? <laughs> Come, like what? That is true. Like, the win itself deserves merit. Like, my concern and why I don't have them. I basically still don't have him inside of my top 10. And that's because what I saw from them, I was expecting more. Like if well, you, you were told me them to beat the brakes off the Bills, if you told me the game script of like the Bills' offense will be inept, they will they basically won't be able to move the ball at all throughout to like the first half. I would expect like the Jacks' offense to show up and like make a real dent on them for the first half, and like the first half ends and it's like eleven to seven, and that and it's eleven to seven. Because the like the Jags got a touchdown, and I mentioned this to you in our in our chat while the game was going on, because it was like a second or third and long situation, and they make a pass and uh, it's incomplete, but a flag comes out and they basically get like a first and goal inside of like the t- the five, and then they convert the touchdown. Like if that flag doesn't happen, that's <laughs> like. They go to the half losing six to seven to a very, very bad Bills offense. 
I mean, I kind of expected more if you told me the game script. I obviously didn't expect more before seeing the game. I mean, I picked the bills for a reason. But, like, but if you, you told me the but, game script... But, but time out. Time out. Did you not put the bills as your number one team? And one of the reasons you cited was the bills' defense. So, yes. do you think the Bills' offense struggling would just make it so the defense forgot how to play football? No, but I also I also expected like if you told me the the offense would look inept because of the London trip, I would expect that the defense wouldn't look as good because of the London trip. And then you would tell me like if you told me what happened in the game that they would lose like two or three main defensive pieces in the game. I mean, I sort of expected them to not look as dominant. But to be fair, they look. Uh, I'm, I shouldn't put a lot of this on the Jags' offense. The Bills' offense played really good, but I, I really expected more from the the Jags because of how how much they had the ball and like how many possessions they had inside of the thirty that they just failed to capitalize on. They are not super clinical when they get there. They are making mistakes, and those mistakes, like to me, are not like what a team of that caliber should do. But I, I guess, like, the Ravens did plenty of mistakes as well, so maybe they should just be on the same tier and I should just have a top nine, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, just to me, the top, I'd say, four or five teams have stayed the same. It's the six through ten, you could debate that. That's fair. Like, I guess we can jump on to another game that really shocked me. And it's a game that I, I think you probably saw quite a bit of. It's the Chicago Bears and the, the Washington Commanders game. Did it shock you, though? It did. did it, though? <laughs> it did quite a bit, to be honest. I, I picked the Commanders. Like, minus six and a half. I, I certainly wasn't expecting the Chicago Bears to... And like I think context uh, context should be applied here, because when you look at the box score, like you see that pretty impressive day overall for the Bears. I mean, you look at Fields; he had like what almost three hundred yards passing. He had, I believe, he was what? Where were the stats here? Yeah, he went fifteen of twenty nine for two hundred and eighty two yards. He had four touchdowns, no picks. When you look at that, I mean, you think. Pretty good game by Fields, no? It was an alright right game for Fields, I think. Yeah, uh, that's that's my thing. Like, it, what happened in the game? It's probably not super well described in the box score, because like I I know at least two plays who went like combined went like for eighty something yards, so basically like almost a third of his passing total. One of those was like a. I'm not mistaken. Colin Cowherd said something to the effect of um, half. I believe it was DJ Moore had like two thirds of the yards and half of it was rack. <laughs> yeah. It was something like that. Yeah, it it was uh, like DJ Moore. <laughs> Fields threw for 282 yards. DJ Moore had 200 of 230 of those yards. Yeah. So, and like half of it was rack. Yeah. Yeah. And like I know at least two plays. One of them it was both of them were kind of late. But one of them Fields throws it to DJ Moore. 
the rookie cornerback that they picked in like the the first half of the of the first round this year, Emmanuel Forbes. Instead of just like racking up DJ Moore to get at least a stop, forced like a third and short situation when they on when the commanders were trailing, he tries to make a play on the ball, completely like fails after that gets benched. And DJ Moore gets like 30 something yards out of a what I think it was a five yard pass or a seven yard pass. So that's 30. And then uh, in like the closing moments of the game, uh, like Washington makes an all out blitz for Fields to try and get a, a turnover or get a, get a stop to get the ball back. Uh, they send an all out blitz and Fields just drops the ball to DJ Moore, goes for like 50 yards because there's no one like in the field to tackle him. So that's 80 yards. I mean, and there's plenty more. I, I think there were a few throws that sort of impressed me by Fields. Like I, I saw a few throws where he managed to, to fool the safety, uh, drawn him inside, and then finally looking back at DJ Moore and making the throw. So uh, it didn't look as bad as it did in other games. I don't think it looked like great. It just looked like okay to me. It just had like the the Washington defense just didn't show up. I guess that's my that's my point. You're gonna have games like that though. Like, yeah, it happens. I mean, but here's the thing: like, I don't think we should use this as an opportunity to just knock Fields. Fields, for the most part, has had two back to back solid games. That that is progress from where we saw him at the start of the season. Is it not? Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree with that. I I probably just don't agree with, like, he's having a career renaissance. It's my point. I think, like... He's having a <laughs> Like, the Denver game, like, we all know what happened there, and we all know what the Denver, the Denver defense is so far. And, like, this game, like, for, what, the third quarter alone... In the second half, for most of it, he wasn't being able to move the ball at all. Washington was very much in this game for part of it. You look at like 40-20 and you think it's a complete blowout. It was for the first half. It was a blowout. But then like coming into the second half, it was looking like... And I, I said that to you in our group chat. Like, Washington is winning this game. Maybe they won't cover, but they are winning this game. Because that was really what it felt like. And then the defense gets a stop, and the Washington defense can't get a stop. And basically, it ended up being 40-20. So, yeah, I think it was a shocking game by the result, because I was not expecting either team to win by 20. But I don't really think this is the game that people should look at and point at and say that, look, Phil is back, and Phil is a good QB now. Because when you, when you look past the box score... You don't have to say... You can just say it's a building block. He's building on the games. It doesn't have to be, oh, he's a good quarterback now. It's He's making progress. That's, that's kind That's kind of the thing with, like, mobile, really mobile quarterbacks is you don't really look for them to be, like, great. Like, at, like to start, you look for them to make steady progress until... They're at that point. Just Jalen Hurts did it until he was an MVP candidate. So I think progress for Justin Fields in any form is good. And just to keep going, I don't think he's going to get the because 
the everything in Chicago is bad. I think by the end of the year they'll Oh, well, they don't have their first, so they're really not in a position to have another quarterback. No, no, they, they oh. have their first. No. no, they don't. They do. Oh, they yeah, do. they do. They do. They do. They do. They do. Carolina, Carolina who one. doesn't. Carolina doesn't have their first. So, then yeah, then I think they're gonna nab a quarterback. So regardless, I think the head coach. I think it's very likely this is what happens. The Bears finish either middle of the pack or slightly below average. The Panthers look putrid, and the Bears select a quarterback with the Panthers selection after the head coach gets fired and the whole staff gets upturned again. I'm just saying this because the Fields fan base is quite a weird one, and I've started to see some folks mentioning, like, if Fields keeps playing like this, maybe we can just roll into next year with Fields. And, like, okay, hold off on that. Let's, like... Let's not forget they're still like a bottom five team in the league. And Fields is probably still a bottom five QB in the league. So, okay, he is not the absolute worst QB in the league. But let's hold off on like, saying that he should probably get another year starting. It's my point. Fair point, but at the same time, it's... I don't think Justin is crazy as the sun. I don't think Justin Fields... Starting next year is contingent on how he plays this year because of how bad the Panthers are. I think I think there's a baseline. Like, if he gets them to, like, a 500 record and the head coach doesn't get fired, then, yeah, he'll probably start next year, I think. Because maybe the Bears move down from 102 again if, the, if we have the same staff. But I think if the entire... Like, I believe the entire head coaching system and maybe even general manager get upended. No, a new staff is going to want their guy, and their guy is not Justin Fields, because Justin Fields has already been through, if they get fired, two staffs now. There's no way. I just want to point out that they play Minnesota's defense and Las Vegas defense, both at home the next two games. So, so I can't wait for up. the I can't wait for the Fields bandwagon to pick back up. I mean, he's already had two solid games. The bandwagon's picking back up, but the Vikings' defense is putrid. We're gonna we're gonna see another another solid Fields game likely next week. If it goes like this one, I'm still not gonna be sold. Yeah, well, you can not be sold. It's is what it is. When are you putting the Bears on your top 10, Angelo? Tell me. It's not happening. <laughs> the Bears are not a good football team. Just... That we can agree on. It doesn't matter. Like unless, unless Fields is like Patrick Mahomes generational, it doesn't matter with Justin Fields. The Bears are not a good football team. Yeah. I guess we can talk about another bad football team. That probably deserves some attention. But how bad are the Patriots? The worst I've ever seen them. Are the Patriots like in sneaky contention for Caleb? Yeah, kind of. Because they're one and four. Like, Like, here's the thing. Here's the, the funny thing is I've actually like watched A, a few highlights and B... I've caught 
some of the Patriots' last two games, and there's just a lot of times where you just look, they just pan to Bill Belichick on the sideline, and he just looks like, what, what, what are we doing here, guys? What the heck is this? What the heck? So, like, it's not like they're doing the things Bill wants them to do. It's, it's almost like they're messing up on their own accord, regardless of coaching. It's actually great. It's actually pretty funny to watch. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, this is. I think we both were kind of okay-ish to eye on the Patriots, if not mistaken. In our, I think I had them going close to 500, if I'm not mistaken. And I think I had them. I can actually just open those here. Yeah, I had them I eight and was... nine. So mm-hmm. I think we might. You might have had them in nine a. And eight. Yeah. Yeah. Something similar to that. And I don't know if this roster wins four games. I don't know if this roster wins three games. Like, their next three, it's Las Vegas, it's Buffalo, and it's Miami. Two of those are away. I don't know, man. (laughs) I don't know, like... And the thing to me is, like... uh, at this point, you're starting to hear the, the zappy chants pretty early on. It's like, it's a two-quarter thing. Like By around midway through the second quarter, like the fans are starting to chant oh. for zappy because the offense can't do anything. So this is now the second year in a row this has happened. And last year, I guess we had the out of, you know... Um... His offensive coordinator was literally defensive coordinators. But at what point now d- does this continuing where the Patriots offense looks absolutely abysmal? Do we start saying, yeah, Mac Jones is the guy, guy? I'm still not at a point to say that Mac Jones isn't a starting QB in the NFL. I think he's a starting QB in the NFL. And my issue with this, like, my issue with the fans always clamoring for Zappi is that, one, you're destroying your, your starting QB's confidence. Two, you're chaining for the guy who was cut in the offseason. So the team, like, the team has shown that he, uh, they have no trust in the guy. Yeah, they brought him back on the practice squad and he's the backup. But he, w- he was effectively cut in the offseason. And three, like, whenever he's in the field, he's not doing anything better than Mac Jones. Like, the offense still looks putrid. And, like, last year, like, guys who are still clamoring for, for Zappi because of what he did last year. I mean, I've never seen a guy who threw, like, an underthrown deep pass to an open wide receiver that should have been a touchdown. But because it wasn't, uh, like, a well-placed ball, it was an underthrown. I never... Uh, it wasn't a touchdown. I've never seen a guy who, like, his highlight throw was that and have the fan base so, like, sold on a guy. Because, like, Zappi is a worse version of Mac Jones. So Zappi's a worse version of Mac Jones. Yeah, like, <laughs> Mac Jones is probably, like, it's not even Walmart at this point. It's like your local grocery store version of Tom Brady. And Zappi is probably, like, you are, I don't know, man, your Dollar tree. $1 tree <laughs> version of Mac Jones at this point, because like none of those guys are good. I mean, you look at their team and like I watched part of that game of that uh, New England game because we both said that we were kind of 
okay, this is the game in which like Bill Belichick has the teams in order because he suffered an embarrassing loss last week. Yeah, and I they... thought there was no way. There was no way they followed what happened last week up and then did it repeated it against the Saints with a hobbled Derek Carr. Like I, I, I thought there was no way. Go on, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah but. That's that's basically what he said on the show. That's why we both picked the Patriots, and I just had a, I just had a completely wrong read on that because they looked even worse than the week prior. And like the offensive line can't block, like they can't run block, they can't pass block. Uh, Jones gets pressured like immediately whenever he has the ball in his hands. When he has a little bit of time. I believe it was one pass. I don't know who the guy was. I saw one to Devontae Parker who hits him in the ends and he drops it. I saw another to... I'm not sure if it was to Parker as well or it was another one of those random wide receivers that Bill Belichick thinks that they like can make into a star wide receiver. And the ball hits him right in the ends. He bobbles it in the air and like the Saints defender picks it. So that pick is completely on the wide receiver. I mean... There's nothing Jones could have done there. Yes, Jones has made some bad throws, like the the across the body throw we talked about the, the other week. The pick six this week to Tyron Matthew was pretty ugly as well. But I mean, I put I like I put some blame on him. I think it's far from being the main cause of their issues right now. Right, but it's it's the it's well not quite a bear situation because I don't think Bill Belichick gets fired, but. It's a, okay, we've given, this is now year three of this. We haven't seen what we wanted to see. And Mac Jones, regardless of whether you think Mac Jones is good or not, we have seen instances of Mac Jones making mistakes, like the game where, literally the last game, where he had two throws across the body and the second one got picked and you just saw Bill Belichick, like, what are you doing, dude? So... I think Bill, like the pride of Bill, is just gonna get to where they just like, okay, let's try someone different. I don't, I honestly don't know how much longer Bill wants to do this because if I'm not mistaken, he's like approaching his seventies. Isn't so, he already in his seventies? That's what I'm looking up right now. So, yeah. seventy-one years old. Yeah. yeah. So, here's here's how old Bill Belichick is. I was watching like videos of him talking and he was talking about a game where jerry rice played and i was like bill belichick is that old and it just like dawned on me like oh man (laughs) when does his leech end though because like he has a pretty long leech it doesn't it doesn't i don't think robert Kraft? no i don't think that i don't that that leash is forever long i don't know man i wouldn't even be shocked if it's one of those like surprising, I wouldn't say firings because I think the team has too much respect for him. I would be shocked. I would be. I, I'm about to say like Bill Belichick would announce his retirement, then come back, something like that. I think I wouldn't be shocked if it's like a Urban Meyer thing when he left. Like, uh, of of course not for the same reasons, but just claim itself and so on, and that you need a few years. To get back to yourself, and that's just like the agreement that you have with Kraft, and they move on to it. But the thing is, for a lot of years, New England had a lot of coordinators that looked poised to be the next man up. 
for New England. Mm-hmm. Now they have no one. Who is the next man up? Are you really going to are we really going to give it to Bill O'Brien after this season? Right. Like Well, but that's the thing. A lot of the coordinators have already had NFL experience. You already have seen like Honestly, I think they might just try and go out like outside and try to find someone. Rough days in New England for sure. Oh yeah. But yeah, the, this offense is putrid. Like they have nothing. Like, do they have the worst wide receiver core in the league? Yeah, easily. Easily, awesome. right? Okay. Because like their one is probably a three in most teams. Like Kendrick Bourne should never be your wide receiver one. Unless you're actively I tanking. I thought it was Juju. Juju, like, doesn't have a knee, apparently, so... <laughs> yeah, that's true. So... I guess, I guess... I guess I can, like, grab on this and, like, just make a connection to another game. Talking about not having knees. The Ravens and the, the Steelers. Did you see what the... Um, Porter, the coroner, uh, the son of the, the NFL Hall of Famer... Joey Porter, that's that's his name. Joey Porter, yeah. yeah. Joey Porter Jr. Did you, did you see what he said to, to Odell? So he got a pick on Lamar late in the game. Mm-hmm. And he picked the ball that was a target to Odell, if not mistaken. And mm-hmm. like after that, I believe like he either told reporters or the reporters asked him what he said to Odell after that pick. <laughs> he said to Odell, go be a family man. Go be a family man. Oh, no. I love it. Keeping up his father's trash talk legacy. That, that, honestly, that is like AFC North smack talking Nets finest. I love it. Yeah. So (laughs) that's the other guy without a knee, apparently, and probably without a career for much longer because he has looked pretty bad. He looks toast. Yeah, he looks but yeah, that game was really weird, man. Like, I have no clue how Pittsburgh won it. Because they were down, like... uh, They were down massively. Yeah, they were down 10-3, to 3, if not mistaken. With, like... That's not massive, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think they were down 10-3, to 3, entering the... Like, with 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter, if not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Then they get like a, I believe it was a safety. Yeah, it was a safety. They get a safety late in the in the, the fourth quarter. Then they get a field goal with seven minutes and ten seconds left. Then I don't know, like, I actually don't know, like, what Baltimore was doing in any of their positions when they were up. They just like they seemed really boneheaded plays, like. They weren't really trying to run out the clock. They were just... <laughs> it looked like they were actively trying to throw the game for some reason. It looked like they were actively trying to throw the game. I don't know, man. Like, Pittsburgh couldn't move the ball. Like, their offense looked as putrid as ever. Like, absolutely nothing. And then, like, Baltimore was looking okay to good. Like, they got a touchdown. They They were managing to get some things going. And then, like, Lamar throws a pick inside of the end zone, going for a touchdown for some reason, when there's, like, 
I don't know, like five minutes left in the game. And like they just completely unraveled. And Pickens hits a, a touchdown pass. No, Pickett hits a touchdown pass to Pickens. These guys really need to change their names. Um, <laughs> Pickett to Pickens. Pickett to Pickens. Gets a touchdown there for 40 something yards. And they win the game. Like, for some weird reason, Lamar fumbles it in the end, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, that's the game. Like, they are up, like, for most of the game. Like, Pittsburgh has 224 yards, uh, 224 passing yards. And that's probably misleading because, like, they got around half of that in, like, the last two drives, if I'm not mistaken. It feels like it, yeah. Yeah. Nashi keeps looking like he's running on dirt, on complete mud at this point. What happened to Nashi, man? Like he was just never that good. Is that like, the possibility he's, here? Like he's not that good. That's what. That's what I, he's I, I think so. Like, like if you remember back in that draft, uh, he was my. I think it was either two or three running back, two or three, and I never like really targeted him that much i tried to get him like one time in one of our leagues but that's basically it because not only was he quite old when he came into the league but like he didn't look super impressive and he looks more more like a guy who would thrive if he had quite a bit of volume and right now he's getting volume and it's still kind of sucking like he averaged like 2.6 yards per carry this week on 14 carries. Like, that's terrible. What are we doing here? And, like, whenever Jalen comes in, like, this game, it was the game that we finally saw it. Like, Jalen came in, and he bursted out, like, two runs for, like, over six yards each. And I believe, like, I saw a post on Twitter that it was, like, a tale of two running backs. And it was Najee took the ball for, like, minus three yards. Najee takes the ball for one yard. Then Jalen Warren takes the ball for 10. <laughs> it's like, why don't you give it to that guy? That's like... Uh, they keep making this more difficult than it should. And, like, I get the loyalty to the player. And I get, like, you invested quite a bit on that player. But at the end of the day, you're kind of, like, trying to win games. So, use your best players. It's like it's pretty clear who's the best player is right with the best player is right now. So, but yeah, like I guess one point here is that like the Baltimore wide receivers kind of just all are not that good. Zay is like okay, but the rest is just like Rashad Bateman is bloody awful at this point. Like, he had at least two drops that I saw. Like, hit him straight in the ends, and the guy, like, pop, dropped it. And Odell looks dust. And Aguilar is, is Aguilar, like, done for the season. Odell, Odell should, should be a family man. Go be a family man, guy. Oh, like, at this point, just retire, dude. Like, your knees are dust, everything is dust. You're constantly getting hurt. He was hurt again. I believe he came back into the game, but he was hurt again this week. Like, just, 
just get better wide receivers, man. <laughs> they were between Hopkins and Odell, and Hopkins looks so much more like a starting wide receiver in the NFL at this point. He does. He does. He really does. And he's on a boring Titans offense. Gross. Yes. And, like, we touted the, the Steelers to be one of the teams that we both were high on, that the consensus was kind of low on. And, like, their offense has looked terrible for, like, five weeks. And they are 3-2. and two. I mean, they are 3-2. and two, Which, by the way, that does technically make us right on that point. Yes. But... <laughs> but the offense has looked putrid. It looks like only one wide receiver can eat. Sometimes that's Deontay, and when Deontay's out, that's Pickens. But I, I just, I, I don't know. <clears throat> Sometimes no one eats. It's hard because, like, you see the talent and you see the spurts, and they just ignore it. Oh, sorry. They they just, I I don't know. It's like they're actively trying to fail. Almost, they're trying to lose the game too. Why, the Ravens. why are we not firing Matt Canada at this point? I don't know. Like Jesus, I, 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 I don't know. The offense does nothing for three quarters, and he's still employed. Like it must be a dream to work for the Steelers. I swear. Steelers and the Patriots. Yeah, that's just like. Sure, like, I don't know how Matt Patricia kept a job, like, last year, but I probably don't know how Matt Canada keeps a job this year, but both, probably. Uh, like, Matt Matt kept his job all of last year, and Canada probably keeps his job all of this year, while, like, presenting this as your end product of an offense that you work, like, all week for. I, I, it's I, it's I terrible. But they they didn't want to throw the game as much as Baltimore, so they won it, and they are three and two, and they are leading the division, aren't they? Which is like mind boggling. Well, Browns had a bye week, so it I is think, true. I think that's right. But... And the Browns just this is like kind of the injury news that we should have talked about before. But the Browns, I believe, like Stefanski was asked about. Watson's availability for this week, and you didn't really give any reassuring answers. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to compromise that he would be back. Oh, no. So, might be another DTR week. Yikes. Oof. That's the, the Browns problem. offense looks really bad without him. You like you can hate on him, but the Browns' offense looks really bad without him. <laughs> it doesn't look great with him. Without him, it looks like peewee football out there. It, it looks bad. It just looks bad. Like not as bad as Cincy at the start of the year, but actually, no, it might be just as bad as Cincy at the start of the year. It might be just as bad. We also, I guess we can talk about Cincy, but you didn't manage to, to watch the game this week. You were well, on strike until I, things got better. <laughs> I, I guess, I, I guess I, I'm just a curse to Cincy, so. I, uh, and if we're getting this type of Jamar Chase's game, if you're not watching, you, may, you might just not watch it anymore. 
Jamar Chase. I think the Jamar Chase game is more of a product of T. Higgins going down and Joe Burrow finally starting to get healthy. That is true. It is like this is this is the this is not the new norm. Stop it. But he did break the records for most catches in a game for a Cincinnati Bengal. Did he really? Yeah. Fifteen catches he had this week. For almost two hundred yards and three touchdowns. That's good. That is excellent. <laughs> did you, you see what he posted? Chad Johnson? Uh did he what? Who had it before? Was it Chad Johnson? Oh, <laughs> I just saw the headlines, but it, yeah, it's probably either Chad or AJ Green at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. AJ would have been a good candidate. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, did did you see what he posted afterwards on Twitter? No. He posted like Seven <laughs> Eleven. Always open. He's, he was saying that the previous weeks too. Yeah. So after the game that like It's it must be really nice, regardless of if you have someone like Jamar Chase or if you have someone like Justin Jefferson where like the quarterback play necessarily doesn't matter as much, but when you have an above average starter, it just he's always open. If you can get him the ball, he's he's it's he's there. Seven eleven, maybe. Seven eleven. So he talk the talk, he walk the walk. That's when you want to see. Yeah. I mean, him and Joe, I think as far as for the top wide receiver, I think him and Justin Jefferson both have great arguments. Obviously, he hasn't had a great start to the season, but I, th- I think as far as receivers go, the NFL is in great hands. There's a lot of really good young ones, and, and the top ones are also guys. young. And the top ones are young, so. Yeah. And there's always guys coming up, like, just this year alone. I mean, you had the, like, the Pukinikua factor. The Pukinikua. And, <laughs> and Jordan Edison looks great as well out there. Like, there's a few other, I mean, QJ looks, QJ? Uh, QJ looks UJ, UJ. That's my bad joke for the week. Yeah. <laughs> uh he didn't play this week so I really shouldn't like pile on on him uh, but like what other game do you want to talk about there's at least one one more that we should talk about which one oh, what happened last night what happened last night who got sacrificed Oh, I already knew that was happening. You that, that wasn't that wasn't like that that's not headline news to me. The San Francisco 49ers are just like head and above. Do you they know? just look head and above above everyone right now, dude. Like that's just that's just bad. Do you know when that feeling you have when you make like a decision and like instantly regret it? Yeah. That that was me when I picked the Cowboys. Because <laughs> it's like yeah, like as I when I really got into it, it was like I really just picked Mike McCarty over Kyle Shanahan as a as a net coach. Like, what am I doing here? Like, yeah, yeah, you did. And like, yeah, you did. 
I just knew. I didn't even watch the game full uh, because I fell asleep halfway through it. And like two offensive drives in, like one from each team, and I knew that that pick was was dust. Like it was just a mismatch, like on every single level. Like not only is Shanahan a better like offensive mind in every single regard, but the 49ers are a much better team in every single place at this point, probably. And, like, their QB, like, there's guys who can play in in big moments. And then there's Dak. So... Kind of, like, I just knew it was over when I made the pick. You... <laughs> So he knew it was over as soon as you made the selection. I like at this point, like I didn't watch the full game, but what I watched, it was the first game of birdie in which I was like, okay, like there was no luck here involved. Like the dude looks, looks poised in the pocket. He didn't really make a lot of, if any errant throws that might've leaked to picks I mean, like, I've never seen a guy who was picked, like, last in the league, in the, the NFL draft, and then just sits in the pocket. And I know, like, the pocket is mostly clean. He has, like, probably the best offensive line in the league. But, like, he sits on the pocket. And it's a treat to watch whenever you watch back on those games. Because the dude goes, read one, read two, read three, read four, sometimes read five, and then he just... Read, read one again and throws the ball to read one like effortless effortless Jesus without effort <laughs> without any sort of effort like it's natural for him yeah like so uh, here's a question how, did, do you how does think, this happen like, I haven't looked at the lines yet but do you think this then leads to like some ridiculous 49er lines like 14 was just the start. We're going to start seeing 20-point lines for the 49ers. Uh, I know when this line came out, they played the um, the Browns this week. I believe it's in Cleveland. Yeah, it was I like know... three and a half. Yeah, it was three and a half before last night's game. I don't know where the yeah. line is sitting right now. Plus, I know it was, it was taken out for a while because of the Deshaun Watson things. Uh, but yeah, I mean... After last night, I would be shocked if that line is anything under five. I'd be shocked if it's anything under ten. Oh, I, I don't think they'll give them ten. <laughs> I'm about to go they, to it now to see. They they would probably like in San Francisco. It would be like an eight point line, eight to nine. I think like the biggest line of the week, it's probably gonna be the the Bills because they play the Giants. Giants look bad, dude. And it's another of those situations in, in which it's like people like to pile on on Daniel Jones because the contract and they didn't pay Saquon, and Saquon is the offense, but a be but but like. <laughs> What can he even do there? Like, 
there's I saw a clip of the like I believe it's second year player Evan Neal. I believe it was the tackle that they drafted last year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, with like a top ten pick, yeah. Yeah. Like Evan Neal, the ball snaps, and Evan Neal instead of blocking like the edge, like that's sitting like right in front of him, goes try and pick up like a double team on the guy going on the inside next to him on the guard. And like the edge rusher just gets a straight sack on, on Daniel Jones. Like Daniel Jones probably didn't like give a birthday card to Evan Neal. That's probably <laughs> it. because how how are you that bad of your uh, doing your job? Like Jesus. But yeah, like the Niners look like the class of the NFL. Purdy looks like it's probably <laughs> Is Purdy playing like as the best QB in the NFL right now, or are we not there yet? No, best. No, he's not playing like okay. that. We are not there yet. I mean, but if this continues, like, also the uh, 49ers line is five and a half points right now. So I know where I'm going. I don't know. It's probably the best defense that they faced all year. Don't know. It doesn't matter. It's in it Cleveland. I'm just trying matter, to find dude. out, like the best, de- the for the the freaking Cowboys defense was considered one of the best defenses, and it it just it doesn't matter, dude. It, does, uh... it doesn't. It doesn't matter. They lost it Trevon Diggs, though. It doesn't matter. Hmm. I'm telling you right now, it does not matter. I'm just trying the to find. The does not. I'm just trying to find more reasons to eventually get burned on that as well. <laughs> I see. Yeah, Cleveland uh, out of not... Cleveland out of a bye. San Francisco played the just... Sunday night game. You're just not. Yeah, you're just not ready to say that the Cleveland Browns are about to get sacrificed. It's okay. The it's okay. Niners played a very emotional game because Dallas talked a lot of trash. Okay. I'm just selling myself on the idea that that's too many points. But I'm probably gonna get burned again. Five so. and a half for San Francisco. Probably. I mean, what did 14. they? Fourteen. Fourteen might not be enough points. I refuse to believe that fourteen isn't enough. <laughs> like Just at saying. some at some point, like something has to give here. Like they are not no. gonna be dropping like forty every single game. I'm telling you. 49ers, baby. Like, they're even resting starters at this point. Like, I believe, like, Sam Darnold started, like, playing in oh, the yeah. third quarter at this point. They're closing, great, they're closing games out at the half. Yeah, yeah, look at that. It's great. I mean, if you're a 49ers fan, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, you can go to bed sooner. I mean, it's perfect. You just need to watch, like, the first half of each game, and then it's like, okay, it's done. We're done here. <laughs> I've seen all I need to see. I can't seize no more. So yeah, it's that was like a mismatch. Every I, mean, I wake up to like a few tweets on my on my phone, and it's like, should Dallas find the new QB? <laughs> like, and you know, it's like I didn't really need to look into the stats because. I knew what had happened after watching like the first the first half and then reading those tweets and I'm like, okay, 
So it was that battle game. <laughs> it was that battle game. He got sacrificed, like I said. Yeah. He got it's... destroyed. And they talked quite a bit of trash as well, that it was the revenge game and that they were motivated and that oh, this yeah. was their game. And oh, it's yeah, like, totally. you lose totally by 30. <laughs> and then it was like, Micah Parsons comes out and it's like, oh, the game doesn't really reflect the difference in the teams. The score line, the score doesn't really reflect the what? difference. It's like, should it be even more? Like, because they rested their starters for like two quarters almost. Should it be like, is he saying that the difference is actually like 50 points between those two teams? It's like, unbelievable. Like, no one to shut up, dude, please. Like that, uh, Dak took it. Like, I think he he played it well in the media. Like he said that he had some embarrassing losses. He wasn't expecting this to be an embarrassing loss, and it's probably the Why? most embarrassing loss he ever had. So, Why? I mean, at least just like be straight with it. Like you got destroyed. Just don't say anything else. Just like take it as like okay, we are the worst team. We are worse than them. Doesn't mean that like they're a bad team. It's just that they are not better than the best team in the league. Now wait a minute. Now wait a minute. You did not call <laughs> the 49ers the best team in the league last week. That role was exclusive to the Buffalo Bills. Yes, they were now, my time out, sec- Alex. They now, were the second best team. But that's yeah, a spoiler I, for this week. I yeah, a spoiler. I was the guy who basically after week one was just asking who's getting sacrificed to the 49ers this week. You know? So. Uh, yeah. I have finally embraced that another team in my division is the best team in the league. So, Alex has seen the light. He has come to the church of the 49ers and he gets it. He understands that unfortunately for him, he, his team has to get sacrificed two games this year. What right? else? What else can I say? <laughs> it's like, I mean, I don't know at this point. You I, don't know. At this, point. I, at this point, like, okay, maybe, it's, maybe I can. Maybe it's like a a Sunday night or a Monday night game, and I can also just like watch the first half. So. You know, it seems like divisional games, you know, they they last longer. The Rams, you know, they fought the sacrificing for more than a half, but then then the sacrifice came for them. Uh, that's that's just it, great. It, and then I, I need to go to bed late as well. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> it's just terrible. It's just like, at least injuries should come at some point because it's the 49ers. So. If it doesn't, then, then the league is just screwed. Yeah, like probably a healthy 49ers team. I have no problem picking them all the way to the Super Bowl, all the way. You know what would be a fun? It's I'm saying it's gonna be a fun Super Bowl, but in reality, it's gonna be one of those where it's like it's gonna look pretty fun on paper, and then it's a big disappointment. But a, a Niners Miami Dolphins Super Bowl. Oh my God! Does that happen this year? I don't know. At this point, like if you go by my rankings, it's the San Francisco 49ers, Buffalo Bills Super Bowl, but 
Miami isn't far behind. Now, wait a minute. Now, time out. Last week, I had Miami over Buffalo still, and you, you know, you decided to put... Oh, no. I looked at the 49ers schedule. You looked at the 49ers schedule. I mean, it's probably not a bad thing to look at, because, like... One. The, the, uh, the, uh... The Miami Dolphins are not on the uh, docket, but the uh, Cincinnati Bengals are getting sacrificed as well as the Seahawks this year. And it's coming up really soon, too. (laughs) And so are the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, and the Bucks (laughs) and the Jaguars. (laughs) Everyone is getting sacrificed. Like, the Jaguars game... Like if that offense doesn't change their ways, and they that still Eagles Forty ers game is basically going to be for the first seed in the NFC. I hope you know that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It is. I'm not super sure. I am. I don't think I don't think the Eagles like reach. What is it like? Week thirteen. Yeah, they they won't reach week thirteen with an undefeated record. So. Oh no, they won't reach week 13 with an undefeated record. That doesn't I mean, mean if, they're not going to be like a top seed in the NFC. I mean, sure, they might be top seed, but they won't be in contention for the first seed if like like they're... who's beating the Niners like until like Philadelphia? Uh Cincinnati if we get our stuff together after that. That's it. You know, <laughs> maybe that, like Maybe Seattle, yeah, maybe yeah. Seattle, but because divisional game and so on and so forth. But who's coming up? The Browns. If Deshaun Watson plays, not a chance. Vikings, the defense, it's not a chance. Jaguars, they're gonna have to get hot. But if they play like they did in London, not a chance. Buccaneers, not a chance. Like no. Yeah. So, and if I look at like the Eagles' schedule. Uh, who, who do the Eagles have? Opening up here. Yeah, so if I look at the Eagles' schedule, I mean, they face the Jets next week at New Jersey. That's an interesting one. Oh, wow. Holy crap. Look at that schedule. Miami. And then they go at Washington again, and Washington always plays them tough. And this time it's at Washington. Then it's Dallas. Then they go at KC. That Miami Eagles game is going to be fun to watch. But yes, at KC. I I actually think like the Miami game, they just get destroyed. You think they get destroyed in the Miami game? I'm picking Miami whichever line is available. Even if it was like plus one or, well, pick them or like plus one to the Eagles, you're still picking Miami. Miami. I would pick Miami and the line won't be the, that big unless there's injuries. There's no way the line's that but, yeah. but I would pick, like, Miami minus... Up until minus six and a half. So you're saying a touchdown. A touchdown. I, I would pick, like, I'm saying it right now, like, two weeks in advance. Whichever line is available for the that game, unless injuries happen, I'm picking Miami. I think they just beat the brakes off the Eagles in that game. And that's the game in which, like, the Eagles finally wake up. It's the game. 
So not the 49ers. Oh, because the 49ers, like, that's way past that. That's like week 13. Miami's week 7. That's true. I think they get their brakes beaten off them. But yeah, like, the Eagles have a really tough schedule. I think if there's a game Joe Burrow gets re-injured, it's going to be against the 49ers because he's going to be... He's going to have to run for his life, basically. Maybe they get to get the dink and dunk going. Play coffins. Oh, boy. The dink and dunk. <laughs> we would have to. We would have to. <laughs> I actually don't know how you stop that offense. Like... Shanahan is like it's probably like a backup play to the backup play to the backup play to the backup play. Like whichever scenario happened is is like Doctor Strange. Whichever scenario happens, he has seen them all, so he has a play for them all. So is he the best coach in coach in the league right now? He probably has the best roster. So yeah. But like even like sometimes you can have a bad roster, a good roster, and like you're still your team doesn't look as good as your roster looks. Mm-hmm. But like, no, I mean this offense looks looks like amazing, genius work out there. Like the scheme, the runs that he's designing, like the way that he he, he like completely like fools everyone on the defense line by the movement of the, of the fullback. And then, like he's basically showing a run with 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 the way that the fullback is lined up in the in the line of scrimmage, and then the movement of the fullback. Then, like out of nowhere, everyone thinks it's a run, and it's like a pass to the fullback, and it goes for like twenty yards because like the schemes, like the scheme is genius. It's just, I'm at forty niners just fun to watch. Yes. I met Haas seeing them, to be honest. And it's like, it's the division rival, so. Yeah. Idea. Oh, any oh. any other game that you want to talk about? I guess, like, small nod to, like, the Hackett Bowl. <laughs> the Hackett Bowl. <laughs> Nathaniel Hackett got the win there for the, the Jets. And plenty of memes going around for Sean Payton. Because... <laughs> There, I've seen some memes where they're using... Did you see the Netflix uh, movie about Sean Payton? Oh. No, the one with Kevin... I believe it's Kevin James. Uh, playing Sean Payton, which is like the weirdest thing ever. But yeah, <laughs> he has one scene in which he's like flabbergasted basically. And now basically they've made it like really look like Sean Payton. That's when you lose to the off-season champs because that's that's the name that he gave them, and like <laughs> in complete shock, <laughs> disbelief. Oh no! Yeah, that, no. Zach didn't play great that game, but I didn't really like the game plan of Italy as well because they went away from things that worked versus KC, and probably they. They went there versus KC due to necessity. Mm-hmm. They didn't really think it was needed here because, for example, they went a lot of pass heavy versus KC. And here, like, they had leads Brees for most of this game. Yeah, they give the ball up to Breeze quite a bit. Breeze broke a, a, a big one late in that game or in the third quarter. 
Uh, but like, there were points in that game in which it was like the game plan was pretty obvious. Like, and you you have to, to throw some mixes in there because you can't just constantly be like, first down you run, second run, second down you run, third down you pass. Like, it's the defense starts catching up to you, and they did that quite a bit in like plenty of drives. I really didn't like that game plan, but I mean, at the end of the day, they won. So, but I I'm really gonna, wish gonna, they go, they would go back to the to the KC game plan. I'm gonna gush over Brees for a little bit. So, I understand like the way we perceive running backs is based mostly on opportunity, and we care more about opportunity than you know how good or bad the running back is. But when you watch Brees with the ball, does Brees not look like the best running back in the NFL for multiple stretches? Uh, no, because CMC is available. I guess that's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. I can't, I can't, I can't argue with that. But yeah, he looks like a top three to top five running back. Now that he's it looks healthy. like one of the best, dude. For like, sure. I yeah. lo- like, there's a reason, like, this is going into fantasy, but there's a reason, like, I moved Bijan and I kept Brees because, like, I don't know. There's just something about Brees with the ball in his hand that just looks different than Bijan to me. Uh, that's just me. I'm not saying Bijan isn't great. I'm just saying, like, there's just something about Brees that's just, he's amazing, dude. Yeah, now that now that he's getting back to, like, 100%, like, he's, he's playing great. I mean, <laughs> the speed is coming back. Uh, like, the way that, that he reads defenders, finds holes, I mean. That week one run great. is a touchdown if he's 100%. Yeah, I said that as well when it happened. It's like, that's because of the injury. Otherwise, that's, that's how I was calling. I just wish they stopped giving the ball to like Dalvin Cook, and I understand you got you gotta you still need to to have Brees healthy, but at least get like your rookie in. That was Aaron uh, Rodgers like, fan service right there to get yeah to like, get like Cook in there, Cooks in there, like yeah, he's he's terrible. He shouldn't really be getting like work at no. this point. What did I say? You you we had we talked about this in the fantasy episode. You thought that. You know, would you be concerned if you were a Brees owner? And I said, no, Brees is going to get 100%. And by midseason, he's going to put Dalvin Cook in the dust. And what's happening? He looks like he's putting Dalvin Cook in the dust. (laughs) Yes, that is true. I, like, I said last year that I didn't really think that Dalvin Cook looked that good. But I still thought he had some, like, small juice left. Yeah, I he had the money. He like they would give him work because of the money that they gave him, and I thought that he might have a bit of juice left, not a whole lot, but enough to be like a rotation back. And I just think I would rather have their fifth round rookie playing right now than Dalvin Cook. And they have like they have placed the, like they have called like game day inactives, coaches' decisions on two guys who are getting quite a bit of money, Nicole Hardman and Carl Lawson. So I wouldn't be shocked if a switch comes eventually. Because uh, they have shown that like money being paid is not an impediment to if you're playing or not. Yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't Robert be shocked. Robert Sala is playing for his job. He wants the people who are performing the best on the field because he understands Aaron Rodgers is in the building. This is New York. They expect to win sooner rather than later. And I'm not saying, like, he has to, like, make it to the Super Bowl. 
but I do think the Jets have to have like a positive record and insight that with Aaron Rodgers back that this is a Super Bowl contending team. Right now, I have them going 8-9, and nine, I believe. And I think that would be enough to save his job. That's right on to that cost. I think somewhere between 8 and 10 games is the sweet spot. I think anything yeah. above 9, he keeps his job. That's just me. Yeah, I think, I think that as well, yeah. 8 wins is probably the number. Yeah, that's we're considering it. Okay. Any any other game that you want to talk about, or no, I should think we, we just need skip? To get into our rankings. Okay. So you can be wrong again. <laughs> I guess you can go first because last week I went first, so you can just okay whenever you're ready. So I did do some placeholders for teams on the buy, so I didn't move them too too much. Number ten again is the Bucks. I want to see them play, but number ten is the Bucks. Number nine okay. is the Cowboys because no matter how good they look in a given stretch, they're going to disappoint you. They got sacrificed to the 49ers. It, it really looked like there was another tier between the Cowboys and the 49ers. Yes. Yeah, I believe you had them fifth last year, last week. Yes. And Tampa was nine. So both went down a bit. Yes. Eight is the Seahawks. Okay. Once again, on a bye. The defense is hurt, but I do think they're at least playing like a top 10 team so far. We'll see as the season progresses. But like I said, the top five is where it's at. I think six through 10 is subjective. Seven is the Bills. I think unless something crazy happens, the Bills will always be a top 10 team to me. It's just the Bills are almost like the Cowboys, except in the AFC to me, where Josh Allen is the gift that keeps on giving, and in the biggest moments, he's going to cause turnovers that's going to force you to lose games against your Cincinnati, your KC, your 49ers. I I do have one question for you, but it might be after this is done. Uh, It's just like, which... What is like the bottom line for teams winning a Super Bowl? So, for example, do you think your top three is, can win a Super Bowl? Do you think your top six can win a Super Bowl? Probably what is it for you? Top six or seven? Okay. Yeah, I think I think if you're six and seven, you're on the bubble. Like you, but you can make a run. Okay, I'm basically the same. I think my top six can win a Super Bowl. I think I think since he is if if this is the start we'll see. but again the, the Bengals play the 49ers within the next two weeks. I think if we get to the 49ers and the Bengals, I think if the Bengals beat the 49ers regardless of their record, I'm going to put them in the top 10 because like that there there is no bigger statement than that to me. I'm saying okay. you're back. <laughs> <laughs> but um anyway, 6 is Jaguars. These are all Ooh. three. Yeah. Yeah. Spicy. Top top five offense. They look last year. They're starting to get their wheels under them. I I think the Jaguars could do. I think the Jaguars are going to win the division. And they could do something in the playoffs, but we'll see. Ooh, five is Lions. Sure. Four is Dolphins. Three is Eagles. Two is Chiefs, and one is undoubtedly, and you should have had them there last week. The Forty ers Okay, so I made an audible. Okay. Prior to starting the show, yeah, there there are no uh, there are no uh, 
participation trophies for me. I, I'm actually I would give my participation trophy this week to Jacksonville and mm-hmm. to Baltimore. So that means that Baltimore is out of my top 10. And I'm going to pick a team uh, because I've said this prior, but to me there's a top 9. Uh, it was the same last, last week, I believe. Uh, and then there's a drop. Uh, no, I believe last week it was a top 12, then a drop-off. This week I'm seeing a top 9, then a drop-off. So my 10th pick. I'm going to go like a week early on this. Because I think by next week and the week after, I think we'll have them here. You're pulling a me. Okay, go on. And I'm going to say that my 10th team right now is the Cleveland Browns. Ooh. Yes. 49ers coming up? Yes. I think, okay. I'm not sure if they win that game, but I think they will make that game close. Okay. Enough for it to be a discussion. Okay. So at 10, I have the Cleveland Browns. At 9, I have the Dallas Cowboys, same as you. And at 8, I have the Seattle Seahawks, same as you. At 7, they were on by, so really can't do much here. I think I put them ahead. I believe last week they were... Let me see real quick. Yeah, last week they were at the 8. This week they're at 7. It's the Chargers, because like the two teams oh, that I had above them... Chargers. But aren't they yeah. two and two? They're two and two. That's right. Yeah, they're that's two why. and two. That's why I I don't think I had them last week, and I don't think. But I think they're a sneaky team because of how they lost. But their oh, yeah. offense has been has been on fire. Oh yeah, right? I, th- I think another one or two year. they'll easily be in my top ten. But yeah, go yeah. on. At six, and remember, top six are Super Bowl contenders for me. Yep. At six, I have the Philadelphia Eagles. Six. Six. The five and O Eagles at six. The five and O Eagles. I think they're fraudulent. You're, they're fraudulent. I think they are fraudulent. They've beaten everyone they've been put in front of. Yes, they indeed have beat everyone that they have faced. Which at this point, just to be frank, um, I just look at their rec- at their schedule right now. So they have beaten. The Rams this week, and they have beaten. Okay, so here's their schedule. Okay, so they beat the Patriots by five points, and it was a competitive game at the end. The Patriots are like one of the worst teams in the league. They again were in a competitive game until the end versus Minnesota, which it's like what one and four at this point. They had okay. This one, this one was a game that they dominated versus the Bucks. Then they had a competitive game that was until the end and went to overtime versus the Commanders, who just got destroyed by the Bears. And then they faced this week the Rams, who again was a competitive game until the end. Like, I'm not impressed by what I've seen. And I think it's going to be another competitive game versus the Jets. And then I think they get their breaks bit off them by the Dolphins. Wow. Yeah, I'm not sold on this Eagles team. I think that this Eagles team is not as good as it was last year. I think the injuries have been holding them back. And I, I don't think they have managed to find their rhythm offensively yet. 
since they lost Shane Steichen. I think the twist push or the brother, brotherly shove, as they call it for Philadelphia, uh, is one of the greatest plays now, in the NFL right now. If you need to pick up yards, because I'm pretty sure that the Chargers I know have and the Patriots I know have tried to steal it and were not nearly as effective with it. And the Giants. I mean, according to like the NFLPA, they are going to look into that play during the offseason because the Giants tried to run it versus the Seahawks and they got like a tight end and like a few alignment hurt. So that's some 40 chest move by the Giants. Like, get your own players hurt just so they can take <laughs> away the Eagles play because it's not a safe play. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, um, on the New Heights podcast, the Kelsey's podcast, uh, Travis and Jason were talking about it. I believe Jason calls it a 92% play or something like that. But um, he asked Travis why they don't run it more. They don't run... um a QB seek more. And he said the one time they did try Patrick Mahomes kneecap got blown out. So they're not risking Patrick Mahomes health for a first down, which is smart. Yeah. You, 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 that's a hundred percent the right call. You do not risk Patrick Mahomes health. Right. Yeah. So and, like, it's not as easy as to say, like run the play because you need to have the personnel for it. And I think we have discussed it here before. Yeah. There's a reason why they are so successful at doing it versus other teams. Yeah. And, like, that's just personnel. I mean, they have the best center in the league. They have one of the top all lines in the league. Their QB is built like a tank. So, yeah, I mean, they run a play that should get you, like, a few, like, what? Like, half a yard? Yeah, should get you, like, half a yard. And they sometimes get, like, two or three yards. I think what needs to be revised in that play is when does the whistle, uh, whistle go off? When do you stop calling forward progress? Because there's some times in which, like, the play seems to be stopped. Like, the runner isn't gaining any more yards. And then, like, instead of blowing the whistle, they let it go. And the late push gets them another, like, one or two yards. Mm -hmm. I think that's what needs to be revised in the play. But, like, the actual play is, is okay because it's not something that, like, the whole league can abuse. It's right. like it's a play that you run at your own risk, and they can run it because, like, as I said, best center in the league, and your QB is a tank. So, yeah. like, put Jimmy Garoppolo running QB sneaks. You'll see how that goes. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> but I get it. You want to keep drives alive, and you want to keep your offense on the field, but no. Nah. Okay. That's not that's not the play to steal. Sorry, buddies. It's not for everyone. It isn't. I, I mean, there have been countless. Uh, just this weekend, I've seen at least two or three instances in which they try to run the play and it fails. There's sometimes in which it works, but it doesn't work to the extent of the Eagles. Like, they usually get, like, half a yard on the dot. The Eagles, like, I've seen them run it for, like, two or three yards at this point. If they just ran it, like, for a single drive, they just run that. They probably get a touchdown at some point because, like, they can't stop it. So, no. And if you're getting two or three yards, like, you just need one of them to go for a little bit extra, and you're good. Like, if you go all four downs with it, you're good. I guess that's true. But moving on, though, 
Yeah. Going into my top five, uh, we actually have the same things in in number five and number four. I have the Detroit Lions at number five. I have the Miami Dolphins number four. I have the Kansas City Chiefs at number three. What? I, uh, <laughs> what I have. Okay, as I've go said on. before, as I've said before, I have the Buffalo Bills at number two, and I have the San Francisco 49ers as the best team in the league. And I will explain that it's because I'm not putting a whole lot of stock in the London game. Like, if that game's in Buffalo, I think Jacksonville gets their, their brakes beaten off them. Like, I think it's not a pretty game. So, I'm not putting a whole lot of stock. If there's more games like this, in which, like, the offense looks worrisome, I will put the Bills down some more. i probably, like, be aggressive in adjusting them. But for a London game, in which, like, the, uh -huh. the opposing team was in London for, like, the past week. Well, the past two weeks. I'm sorry. Um, just... I'm just going to kick it to the curve and say it's London. Whatever, man. But yeah, quite a few oh. different teams. Quite a few equal teams. But yeah. I guess we can just jump straight into the, the last segment of the show. Or one of the last. Should probably be the last. But the picks last week. Uh, we still have one game to go. We're on opposite ends of this. I don't believe the line has even moved. Yeah, the line is the same uh, as we picked back then. It's still Las Vegas minus 2.5. So we have that game left. But I went 3-10, and 10, another awful week for me. And you went 6-7. So you have a chance to at least go 500. And overall records, I am 32-44-1. and one, And you're 39-37-1. Oh wow! Oh wow! Wow! That's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. Yeah, not the best of weeks for us. This past like two or three weeks. Um, three weeks ago, I was fine. It was two, the last two have been. I've been bad the last three. If we put the fourth week, <laughs> I was good in that one. So I was good in week two. Do you want to kick us off here? Hold on, uh, I'll have to get the. Oh, I, I can send you though. Like, oh, do you have it open? Yeah, I have it open. Okay. And it logged me out. One second. Because if I'm not mistaken, we start with the Thursday game. Yeah. And we have another. I'm not sure if it's London again or it's Germany this time, in Munich. Another oh early boy, game. Boy, it's the Denver Broncos and the Kansas City Chiefs at ten and a half points. Wow! Well, yeah. I remember now. Yeah, this game is really messed up because, like Monday Night Football, it's the Chargers uh, at home getting the the Cowboys. So KC plays on Thursday night, and on Monday Los Angeles plays, and then the week after they play each other. That's a really messed up schedule for the Chargers. Yeah, it is. But ten and a half points at Kansas City. Ooh, man, that's that's a lot of points. It is. That's a lot of points. 
They just lost to the Jets by more, didn't they? I think they lost by 10. I think it was 31-21. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Oh, man. The thing here is that you usually want to pick, like, the Chiefs in this spot. But, like, the Chiefs historically haven't been great at covering big numbers, so... Agreed. I think I'm going to go with the the, the 49ers, the Broncos. Okay, so that's Denver plus 10.5 for you. Yep. And Thursday night, like usually Thursday night games are really low scoring. Mm -hmm. But then I look at last week and you had like 60 points. So... The tough line, like anything under ten, I probably pick the Chiefs. Like without much thoughts, like nine and a half, I pick the Chiefs. Ten and a half, the half is, it's kind of tricky. Um, the Jets would not have covered last week. That 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 is that that was the thing. The Jets yeah, would not have covered. That was the thing for me. Yeah, like half a point. It's like it's where the it's where it goes wrong for me and yeah I think I will be but it's <laughs> Denver looks atrocious they do Still. look atrocious um they I'm doing KC tr- I'm going KC okay I'm going KC against my better judgment this is probably the spot in which you get the Denver Broncos mm. okay next up it's uh is this gonna be I just wanna make sure it's Baltimore Titans. And this is gonna be where? Where is it gonna be? It says Titans home, but obviously overseas no one's home. Yeah, like six Baltimore, Tennessee. Mm-mm-mm. I actually can't find where it is. Uh, game can, preview. I, I can look it up. Shouldn't really matter though. But I think now it's when it starts going to to Germany. NFL Network. Oh no, no, it's it's still at the Tottenham, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, so it's in London. London. Okay. London, and it has the most boring team in the NFL playing the Tennessee Titans. Oh boy! <laughs> it and... has the lowest over/under score I've ever I've seen this week. There's probably oh, there's a lower one below it. There's the lower it's, one. It's, they shouldn't be. This should be really low. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, I mean, Ravens play the Titans at London. Titans are three and a half point underdogs, and I'm picking the Titans. Titans plus three and a half. I have to agree with the. T- I don't. I hate for picking the freaking Titans, but like, okay, they they say the over under is going to be forty, so they think it's going to be like a twenty to seventeen game. That basically is just under it. So you're telling me with scores that low that th- three and a half points is a lot of points with a score total that low, dude. Yeah. 
in a with a team that has like no wide receivers in Baltimore. I know. And they probably the they probably can't run the ball as much. Give me the stupid Titans. Okay, next up. What? The line changed in real time. It has gone from five and a half. So next is the 49ers Browns for me. It went from five and a half to the 49ers to now five. I'm going the 49ers. The Browns are getting sacrificed. I'm sorry. Yeah, man. Could it be sharp money coming in for Cleveland? Yeah. I'm going Cleveland still. I mean, the over-under is like 39 and a half. It's the lowest on the week, as you've said before. That, it shouldn't be. It should That should be Baltimore, Tennessee. But Maybe they're just... I don't know, man. I'm just going Cleveland. Cleveland plus five. I think this is a game in which like Cleveland out of a bye looks better no. than people are thinking they will. Cleveland's about to get sacrificed. It was three and a half prior to... Now, if, if DTR plays... I mean, I think, like, uh, I couldn't be paid to take anything under, like, 14. Cleveland minus tw- plus 21. Exactly. Exactly, but dude. I'm going to assume that Watson You're plays. taking a pretty big risk that Watson is... Pl- I'm just saying, I'm, I'm taking the sacrifice. The sacrifice is coming. Okay. <laughs> Next up for me is the Carolina Panthers at... The Miami Dolphins over under is 48 and a half, and the Dolphins are 13 and a half point oh favorites. Almost two touchdowns. Oh my god! <laughs> and you, I, am, I am picking Miami too. You're picking Miami? I'm picking Miami. I think Miami beats the. I mean, the Lions just covered that number, and I think Miami's at the level. You might as of the well Lions. just say you think you think the Panthers are about to get sacrificed to the do- like. God dang! Oh man, like thirteen and a half is a lot of points. I'm gonna take the thirteen and a half and hope that Miami just doesn't roll from the start of the game like they uh, have a tendency to do. So I think they get destroyed this week. Oh. We haven't talked about Carolina <laughs> enough and about Frank Reich enough. It's pretty bad over Frank there. Frank Reich isn't doing that good of a job. I think he's doing he's a pretty not. terrible job. And that roster is terrible as well. It is It is terrible. I don't think Bryce Young is as bad as he looks, as silly as that sounds. But... The thing to me with Bryce is that he doesn't even look bad. Like do you, At the end of the day, the box car doesn't look great. But he's still doing the things that he did well in college. He's still like yeah. looking quite in the pocket. He's doing timing throws. He's like he's doing pretty well in quite a few places. But like the dude is probably what a top three worst wide receiving core in the league. He yeah, has, no, it's it's the bottom three. Yeah, he has a bottom four or bottom five whole line. And the defense is also terrible. So I do think they eventually trade for a wide receiver one, but not a great thing for that team. But yeah, next up is for you. And this one is interesting. Ah, here we go. Just in time for Joe Burrow to start looking nice. Seahawks at Bengals. Two and a half points for Bengals. 
I'm rolling with my team. I'm rolling with Cincy. And I'm rolling with my team. I'm rolling with the Seattle Seahawks out of a bye. Getting, uh, I think this line changed. I think it was three. So it's going to the way of the Seahawks as well. Should have done this a bit sooner. Your no cornerbacks are about to get like killed by Jamar Chase at the very least. Mm, I don't know, man. It's going to happen. You're going to get torched. Witherspoon might take one to the house. You're going to get torched. Witherspoon won't allow that. The f- the next rookie of the year, Devin Witherspoon. You're, you're about to get torched. All right. You're next, next up, Indiana, Indianapolis Colts at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Colts are f- no uh, the Jaguars are four point favorites. The over under is forty six and a half. And I am going with Anthony Richardson isn't playing. Yeah, we should mention that Anthony Richardson isn't playing, likely for a few weeks, if not months. At this point, I believe which is probably means which means I'm more likely to go with the Colts because now they're capable of scoring more than twenty one points consistently. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to uh-huh. say that he scored more than 21 points last week, uh, the week prior. Uh, but yeah, he should be out a few weeks, if not like a month or two at this point. I believe it's a severe uh, AC joint tear, if not mistaken. Really freak injury. It's not really something that you can attribute to him, like trying to get more yards in the, in the run game. It's just like the defender fell on his shoulder and like the dude couldn't move his shoulder. So... And it's a throwing shoulder as well, so he's going to be yeah, out for a while. No. Yeah, get get 100%, dude. Get 100%. Uh, I'm still taking Indianapolis plus four. And I think... Let me look at this. With, uh, I'm, I was going to say it's my upset of the week. Uh, that said, there's another game that I really like. But yeah, I'm going to say this is my upset of the week because I have a not take. I think Indianapolis Colts looks better than the Jacksonville Jaguars right now. Wow. Yes. I'm going Jacksonville. All right. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So next up is the Minnesota Vikings at the Chicago Bears. Bears are given three points. There's no way. Give me the Bears. Oh, jeez. Give me the Bears. Oh, my God. It's less faith in Justin Fields and more faith in the Minnesota defense being terrible. Like Chicago's defense is any better? That's true, <laughs> but somehow I don't think it's as bad as Minnesota's. Oh, I think it is bad. Uh, they might not have Justin Jefferson this week. Oh, that's. Huge. I believe I read a report here while we were recording that their head coach mentioned something along the lines of. Uh, right now, he's currently out, I believe. Uh, what was it? 
I had a report right here and now it's disappeared. Perfect. But it mentioned that its status was up in the air for this week. That it was it wasn't at like practice or like the it's not practice this week, but it's like the um, if there were practice he wouldn't have played it wouldn't have been in it, basically. Uh so they might not have him this week. If they don't Same have him, then I don't care how bad that defense is. There's no, there. It's just Jordan Asson out there. Nah. And Hawkinson. And Hawkinson. That said, give me the the the, the Minnesota Vikings. You're still going the Vikings with the chance of no Justin Jefferson. I will never pick the Bears. We'll never pick the Bears. Okay, I found the quote. It was that Kevin O'Connell is saying that Justin Jefferson is still going through tests on the hamstring, said Jefferson is down today given his competitiveness, and that the team will have to make sure it protects him from himself. So, that's not the best endorsement of who will play, but the door is open, I guess. And while we're doing this, uh, breaking news: Elijah Vera Tucker, the Jets New York Jets, line. yeah, tackle guard, basically, he's out for the season with a torn Achilles. Oh, so the the offensive line is even worse than it already. Okay, cool. Yeah, back to back years of him getting hurt. He is their best offensive lineman by like a country mile. So that offensive line is back into shambles. Yeah, that's. That's Not right. great. Already had lost Dwayne Brown, if not mistaken. So okay. and Mackay Beckton was down quite a few a few times. I believe it was two or three times versus the Broncos. So that offensive line is again is mangled. It's every single year it's mangled, so but yeah. Minnesota minus three for me. Next up. It's the New York New Orleans Saints. My first at, son against my second son. At the Houston Texans. Uh, the Saints are one and a half point favorites, and the over-under is 41 and a half. Yeah. And this is not an easy call. The next game's not an easy call either. It isn't. Um and neither is the other one. Um, another one. Another one. So, I'm going to take the Texans. The Texans plus one and a half. I think they win this game, probably. See, I think the Saints win this game. Give me the Saints. All right. We're in opposite ends quite a few places here. It is good. It's good. It's good. Or maybe not. Okay. Next up. Oh, this is your first team versus your second team. It is. The Washington Commanders against the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons favored by two and a half points. I got to pick one of these teams. I've been making like a lot of money off of not picking either of these teams. Um, hmm. Last week it was a bad break. Me not winning on Atlanta. The line, I think it was two and a half, and they win by two. Hmm. Plus, like, they get inside of the, like, 30 of Houston with relatively low 
low time on the clock. I believe it was like they still had around 45 seconds to a minute. And instead of like trying to go for the touchdown, they just kneel and go for the field goal. So that was a bad beat. Give me the Falcons. Yeah, I'm I'm the same. I have the Falcons minus and a half. I believe Desmond Ritter is 17-0 throughout his whole career from college to the pros at home, if not mistaken. Okay. Get next. us next, buddy. Oh, my God. The New England Patriots at the Las Vegas Raiders. And it's at the Raiders, so they're basically calling this like a pick em. Yeah, in a neutral ground, probably. They think they're, these guys are the same. I, Which is saying uh, a lot. I mean, and, you're the one who was higher on the Raiders going into this season than me. Yes. I have said a lot of stupid things. <laughs> the Patriots... No, the Raiders are three-point uh, favorites. Favorites, yes. And I am going with... It's tough because this game tonight might change the line quite a bit. Like, if they get embarrassed by the by the Packers... This which line is probably, very possible. Which is possible. This line probably jumps maybe all the way up to 5. To 5, no. Maybe all the way up to a real pick-em. So I'm going to pick the Patriots. Patriots plus three. Because I am expecting this line to go down. I think the Patriots might be... This game might either be like a point five, this point five game, I think, by the time the game starts. Give me the Raiders because I think the Raiders are winning it. Okay. Next up, oh, this one is for you. Boy, uh, this is probably your upset of the week. I called it the for Phil- the, the Colts. Huh? I called it for the Colts already. Oh, okay. But this was the game that I that I thought about when I was looking at the, the Colts. That Philadelphia like... Eagles at New York Jets. Give me the Jets, six and a half. Gross. Uh, yeah, I'm going... I do want to go the same way, but the Elijah Veritaker news aren't super encouraging. But, yeah, the Jets plus six and a half. I do have not super breaking news, but a confirmation. Uh, apparently, Devon A-chan, A-chain. really? A-chain? <laughs> it's not A-chain, though. It's not A-chain, but that's what I'm talking about. Uh, he really was hurt uh, versus the the Giants last uh, this past Sunday. Uh, the I believe there were some reports, but it was up in the air. Uh, either uh, what whether he was hurt or not, uh, it has been confirmed that he is being evaluated for a knee injury right now. Well, the person who traded him for Austin Eckler isn't looking too smart right now. Well, I tried to trade them in that one league that we're both in, and the best I could no get, way. Uh, the best I could get was him, uh, Adams, and Pierce 
for Olave and my first pack, who's probably like a top six first. Uh, I really wanted to get those deals that people have been showing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, if, if I had either Puka or A-Chain, I would have tried to, but I don't, so I haven't. <laughs> I sent him I just, away I just for wanna... like, I tried to get Olave straight up for him. Didn't happen. Straight up for A-Chain? Yeah, didn't happen. <laughs> that would have been great. I, I'd have loved that. Okay, next up. I think this game was flexed. This should be like uh, an early game, and now it's an afternoon game. It's the Detroit Lions at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are three and a half point underdogs. The over-under is 43 and a half. And Ooh. I am going with the Lions. Against my better judgment, probably. Hmm. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Bucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bucks. Oh, this one I know so, who I'm going with. So, Cardinals six and a half point underdogs, which means the L against the LA Rams, who are six and a half point favorites in LA. Who you got? No, this one is you. Oh, this one is me. Hi, I forgot. Um, <laughs> God. The Cardinals have really uh, come back down to earth. The, you know, start with an explosion and then die down towards the end and barely lose has not been happening as much. It's more yeah. been... They were in that Cincinnati game. They were in that Cincinnati game, but they started off giving up points to Cincinnati. It was more like die down. Just, yeah, just die. So, um, six and a half points is a lot of points, though. L.A. Rams have Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua back. So, Puka mm. didn't like disappear. I guess we can talk he about did. it tomorrow. Yeah, he didn't disappear, but he also didn't look the greatest. Um, hmm. you know, give me the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm on the same spot as you. I think six and a half is way too many points for this Ram team, who hasn't yeah. bad, but hasn't really looked excellent. And the Cardinals are like, they are that team that won't go away for a while. And I'm just thinking that they hold on to this long enough to which it's like a backdoor cover. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the oh. next game. Whew. The Giants at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are 14-point favorites. Over-under is 44.5. Saquon, there hasn't been any news about him regarding this game. I wouldn't be shocked if he's back, but I would be shocked if he's back at 100%. Right. So, that said, 14 is a lot of points. (laughs) Yeah, it is. That's That's what I looked at, too. I'm like, yeah, that is a lot of points, and but the Bills are this this team that they don't like. The turnover doesn't happen when the you cut off. Yeah, I cut off. Sorry, but yeah, the Bills are this weird team where the turnover, the Josh Allen turnover, usually doesn't happen in the blowout games. It happens in the games you don't want it to happen in. Yeah. So didn't happen in like, Miami. You're right. So, like, 
if there's a team I'd want 14, if they're going to win by, it's the Bills. It's it's the Bills or Miami. Those are the teams I'd I'd feel more comfortable with huge point spreads. Well, and the well, Warrior Niners, but I am going Buffalo minus 14 here. I think I got to go with the Giants. Battle of New York. That is not the Battle of New York. <laughs> that is the Battle of New York now. Oh, There's man. plenty of Battle of New Yorks. Oh, man. This next one. Gosh. Dallas Cowboys at LA Chargers. Chargers are given two points, which means they think that the Cowboys are the favorite at a neutral. Oh, man. I mean, if the Chargers are going to get into my top 10, this is the game they have to win. But at the same time, the Chargers are really good at being the Dallas Cowboys and losing despite themselves. Oh, man. Does God want them to win? That's the only question you have to make. I think I'll take Dallas's minus two. It's impressive that after losing like by 30 points versus the Niners, they are still favorite versus the Chargers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it really is America's team. Uh, well, it is America's team, but at the same time, like, if it was a team like that wasn't the Chargers, I'd feel better. Like, if this was Arizona Cardinals and the and the line was a little bit bigger, I'd feel better about picking the plus. But who did you pick? It was the Chargers? I picked the Cowboys. Oh, the Cowboys. Cowboys so dude. you just hate yourself, okay. Yeah, I hate myself. Yeah, exactly. I'm going with the Chargers plus two. The Chargers win this. I don't... The Chargers are really good at losing games. They are. They're excellent. They're one of the best teams. I mean, right now it's Baltimore, so... But yeah, they're one of the best teams at losing games. But I am going with the Chargers. Chargers plus two. We differ on quite a few of these right now. So it's going to be one of those weeks in which one of us is going to do really great. The other one is going to do really bad, probably. I love those weeks. I'm just hoping it's my turn now to do well. Mm-hmm. Some other breaking news as well. Uh, Aaron Jones won't play today. He, I mean, this podcast probably comes after the Monday Night Football game. Uh, but he That's... isn't playing uh, in Monday. He is out with an hamstring, in- hamstring injury. Rough. That's very rough, especially with how reliant the uh, Green Bay Packers are in- on the run game. But, hey, maybe that means they unleash the uh, Jordan Love. and they-, they are on by next week, so it makes sense. Yeah. And that's... That's it, I guess. I think we are about done. I think so, too. I think this has been a pretty solid episode. You know, I like it. There will be a new segment releasing on the uh, fantasy episode that we launched Thursday. It's going to be fun. One of my my great ideas. That I don't know about yet. That that you don't know about yet. And there might be one next week for the regular show. We'll see. This is why we changed the format. So, 
if you've gotten to this point, thank you so much. If you've gotten to this point, why aren't you subscribed? Bruh. <laughs> and we got a fancy donate button that you can use. And Go ahead, uh, Alex. You can send us off. Don't forget to always rate us five star in the podcast, wherever you're listening, between the podcast app, Spotify app, wherever. Leave us a review as well. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe, leave a like, turn on notifications on, and leave a comment as well. We always like to read those. And as always, see you guys. Peace.